You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, One of the stories I want to get to, I think it was the Washington Post with a big article on why millennials no what's the one after millennials i keep saying millennial millennials are you know you're you millennials listening right now you're 42 years old you got two kids in a home um uh young people are generation z z yeah i think so why why generation z doesn't drive and the stats on that are amazing hmm. and the number one reason is troubling so stay tuned no, oh, I hate to be troubled, uh, but I'll stay tuned. So uh, I, I, I'm a victim of my times. I was wrong about something yesterday while we were talking about the Super Bowl. I want to correct that very quickly, and then we will move on to the, uh, the late-night joke-off. Which you're going to so, have to remind me of the rules. I don't remember the rules of the late-night joke-off. Oh, oh, I've got them memorized. I have them tattooed on my chest. i got to hold the mirror up. It's tattooed backward on my chest. That's so I can hold a mirror up and read them. So every time we do this, I get it right. That was good thinking. Not enough people tattoo things backwards so that you can read them in the mirror. Yeah, Right. It's for me, really. My tattoos are for <laughs> me. Uh, moving along. So uh, John writes, for instance, on the Navy shirts. I mentioned that they had a bunch of uh, Navy personnel on some combat vessel, and they had them arrayed in a rainbow flag to show their solidarity with blah, blah, blah. Uh, John says uh, it wasn't lined up for the rainbow. The shirts delineate which job you do on the flight deck. Uh, love the show. Three out of five stars. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> that is very funny, John. Uh, and then uh, Bud, who certainly knows what he's talking about, as he's a retired Navy man, uh, points out that 
Um, yellow shirts are aircraft handlers and directors. Green shirts run the catapults and arresting gear, etc. Blue shirts are the plane handlers getting the aircraft off the uh, elevators. They're purple shirts, red shirts, brown shirts, and white shirts. Um, and, and he goes into exactly what they are. So thank you very much for that description, bud. Um, and I stand corrected. It, it just it was so of our time right, that there right. would be a rainbow flag thing. Uh, I was fooled, and I apologize for that. Uh, all right, moving along. The halftime show. First, this analysis from uh, Nate. Analysis before the jokes? Uh, y- yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. I think uh, I've got this all thought through in my head. Guys, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm gay. Do you realize that the choice for the Super Bowl halftime show is not for you or Jack? It's for gay dudes and young women uh, because gay people throw Super Bowl parties. I've been to several, and it's just a reason to party. Nobody's watching the damn game until the halftime show comes on. And then all the commotion and socializing stops. It's as if you're in a church and everyone studiously watches the halftime show and then gets on social media and raves about how revolutionary and avant-garde the show was. <laughs> really? That's, that's, that's why Rihanna was chosen. That's why Madonna was chosen. That's why Katy Perry was chosen. It's all about whoever is the hot new pop sensation or old sensation in this this case for gay people you know that resonates with uh several life experiences i've had so i'll be darned okay so they figure they've got you and i yeah we're there we're there at the super bowl anyway it's like um it's like uh politicians trying to add to your constituency you know you don't need to serve the people that are with you no matter what how are you going to add more people and so they add more people that way. 113 million people watched the Super Bowl. It's the highest-rated Super Bowl since 2017. And the halftime show had even a bigger number of 119 million. So there are, what, almost 2 million people that tuned in just for the halftime, it would seem. Nate, thanks for hipping us, man. There's always something new to learn. And By uh, the way, in Kansas City, yeah. in Kansas City, 9 out of 10 televisions were on the game, which is, what were those other... 10% doing. Antique Roadshow, probably. I got sucked into that the other night. Oh, I can't resist. I just cannot resist that show. How much is the painting worth? Tell me. <laughs> All right, time for Late Night Joke Off. Here's what we do. We pit three comedians who made jokes about similar topics against each other to see who is the greatest among them. The low-grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Oh, no. I'm afraid. Oh, wow. It's harsh judgment, yes. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's hear it. Rihanna did a Super Bowl halftime show while pregnant. Meanwhile, everyone at home on their 30th chicken wing was like, I also felt a kick. (laughs) During her halftime show performance at last night's Super Bowl, Rihanna revealed that she was pregnant while the rest of us just ate like we were. (laughs) Rihanna yesterday delivered what has to be the biggest we're expecting announcement in the history of the world. Her belly comes out, every living room in America just stop waiting for someone, preferably a woman, to say something about whether... Everyone's like, when did she have that last baby? And my wife was searching for her ovulation chart. That's funny, I had that thought too, because during the, 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 the pregame interview with her, they talked about her uh, you know, being a new mom and showed her little baby pictures. I thought, you're pregnant now, what's the... What? What are you, a cat? How is this working? What What? What are you, a cat? What does that even mean? Well, some sort of animal that can, like, you know, have two <laughs> litters per year or something. I mean, what is going on there? It's It's been a while. Well, all right, to the grading. And this is unprecedented, Jack. Uh, I gave both Fallon and Myers a B. There, Fallon got a bigger laugh, but that's just because he was the first to go with the 
like your pregnant uh, approach. <laughs> I felt a kick, too. <laughs> That's and, funny. Uh, and Kimmel, I thought that was a solid A. That was a pretty yeah, funny riff. Pretty, so nobody good. is banned from comedy for life today. Well, fantastic. They're all good. Yeah, yeah. some good jokes there. They're amusing. Um, so here's uh, Bailey and Fresno, who is unhappy with us. And, and uh, I'll tell you in advance, I, I agree partly and disagree partly. There will be a moment in this analysis that will be very frank. All right. It won't be obscene, but it will be very frank. I think Not it's for necessary. the kids. To the discussion, probably not. Uh, big. Uh, she she writes. Uh, hey, Jack and Joe, big fan of your show. I've been a listener for over a decade now. Thanks very much, Bay. But I love the new. I love the nuance you apply to political topics and current events. I wish you could apply the same complexity and nuance to your discussions of anything related to women. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Sometimes I'm grossed out by how you talk about and objectify women. There were so many interesting things you could have said about Rihanna's halftime performance. But of course, the focus was on one crotch grabbing dance move. We'll be back to the crotch in a moment. Uh, setting aside the fact that there's nothing new about this dance move. How about discussing Rihanna's status as the youngest female billionaire? I mentioned that many times over the last week. Yeah, we have mentioned that several times. Uh, or how empowering it might feel to women to watch her perform while pregnant. Yeah, I did hear that from somebody yesterday, and that hadn't crossed my mind. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, fair enough. Fair enough. That'd be a blind spot as a dude and, uh, and, and fair criticism. There were so many more interesting things that could have been said, but this tends to be the way your discussions go about women, and it's getting a little old. Uh, all right. First of all, thank you for a respectful and intelligent note, Bailey. Uh, I would tell you this. Number one, we, we addressed a lot of that. Number two, the the crotch move. That was one of the most explicit sexual moves that has ever happened on network television. Yeah. yeah. She, she simulated masturbation, then smelled her finger. That's... And, yeah. and Bailey, I ask you, if a dude had done anything similar to that, that explicit, are you serious? We, you think we wouldn't have talked about it? We'd have well, talked I'll say about this. it a lot. If that's empowering, I don't want you all empowered. That's not empowering. I mean, what is that? It, well, it's it's base. Like I said, uh, talking about earlier, it's just it's the like the lowest common denominator. I have genitals, and I just for a woman that brilliant. Now she knows her audience. You know, she knows her audience a hell of a lot better than I do, and, and she probably scored big with, you know, everything she did. And fair enough. There's no way that that was part of the act that they that they did for the network. Is it? That had to be an ad Do you mean like the, when they were showing the act? Oh, no, no, no. She slipped that in, I'm sure. Yeah. Because that's not cool. At all. Yeah, yeah. It's so... Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Fair point, and thanks for making it. We're not we're not afraid of somebody disagreeing or finding uh, what we say objectionable. Uh, here's the thing: I was watching uh, CBS News. I'm pretty sure with Nora O'Donnell last night as I was going through all my newses, and uh, and toward the end of the show, they got to the coverage of the Super Bowl, and it was striking to me that everything they talked about, everything was in the spirit of, that was wonderful. The Super Bowl was wonderful. And then Rihanna came out, and she danced and sang, and that was incredible. It was so wonderful. And then this happened, and this happened, and they were just wonderful, too. It was all so wonderful, because that's what they're supposed to say. 
That's what you're supposed to say about the Super Bowl, how great it all was, and the commercials were amazing because you've heard people <laughs> saying that for years, and you know that's what you're supposed to say. You know, we don't do that around here, and sometimes we'll offend you, and if we do, we apologize. Mm. That's a big audience, though, 118 million people in a country at 330. So you got one out of three humans. You know, you got a lot of babies involved in there, too. They're not interested in the game. But you got one out of three humans just flat out watching that game. That's that's really quite extraordinary. We don't have anything even close to that uh, now. Because back in the day, like the Oscars got not Super Bowl numbers, but really big numbers. But all that stuff's gone now. Yeah, yeah. And I like your uh, quasi-political analysis of it. You have the base. You're not going to lose me no matter what you do, because I love to watch football. So you look to recruit other constituencies with uh, celebrity-packed ads and and evidently gay-friendly halftime shows and young urban people uh, of color halftime shows and that sort of thing. You know, very female-oriented. Good for you. That's smart. I wonder if they figured out that, like, so if they have The Who or Tom Petty, both acts that have played during the Super Bowl, um, they think, okay, so we made the guys who were already here happy, but we didn't bring in anybody else. How was that a win? Yeah, yeah. Well, and all right, here's uh, Rihanna's point of view. Uh, Look, that sort of thing is fairly stock in hip-hop these days. I mean, look at WAP. That was like a number one song. Google the words, folks. Not with your kids sitting next to you. Oof. she said, no, if I'm going to appeal to my audience in an effective way, I have to be overtly sexual. That's, uh, that's part of my business. Mm. You know, and maybe she's I'm right. a billionaire. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, shut up, son. Uh, I'm a billionaire. Um, I wonder, <laughs> has, has, the, has anybody even asked the NFL about that? Janet Jackson's nipple was like Omaha got nuked by the Russians. Every <laughs> the world stopped. Oh, Lord. But then this goes by, and, and I haven't heard the NFL comment nope. or anybody really even ask the question. No. Uh, one coworker said that's when they sent their kids out of the room, wondering what might be yeah. coming next. Yeah, that was, that was a little much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For well, me and mine. Well yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, why do young people not drive? Among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Nikki Haley announced she's running for president officially. She, Mike Pence, and Senator Tim Scott, also from Nikki Haley's state, all in Iowa in the next couple of days. All three expected to announce at some point. It's got to be a heck of a thing to uh, to feel like you can be president of the United States, get elected president of the United States. I mean, you got you got to you got to fully feel that to, to actually pull it off. Yeah, and that experience of trying out your message and seeing how the excitement builds or doesn't build. It's like starting a rock and roll band or any sort of musical act. You sound pretty good to you, but you got to go out and figure out if anybody wants to hear you. So here's an interesting story from the Wall Street Journal. We're not even close to where they're wanting to take us. The climate crusaders are coming for electric cars, too. A new report makes clear that the ultimate goal Tiny, uncomfortable apartments and bicycles for all. So electric cars is not the end game, according to the Wall Street Journal. Well, actually, it's according to a new report from the University of California, Davis, and a network of academics and policy experts called the Climate and Community Project. And they lay lay out what uh, the world is going to have to look like if we're going to reach the goals we want to get to on uh, climate change and all that sort of stuff. The report concludes that the auto sector's current dominant strategy, which involves replacing gasoline-powered vehicles with EVs. I mean, if you watch the Super Bowl, it was electric car after electric car. And, you know, we all talk about that being the wave of the future. That's not the wave of the future for this crowd. That's that's a, a, a minor step on the way to y- in driving a car at all. Um, decreasing car ownership and its use is is the goal. EVs are incompatible, says this study. With climate activists' goal to keep the planet from warming by more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, blah, 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 during the times that are given. Instead, the report recommends government policies that promote walking, cycling, and mass transit. Governments, the government should reduce financial subsidies for private vehicles, for street and free parking to make it more difficult to find a place to park or make more expensive. Also impose charges on pickup trucks and SUVs, including electric ones, and build more bike lanes. Urbanites who have been suspecting that the expansion of bike lanes in their cities is intended to make driving worse and force people into bikes have been correct. Yes. That's what yeah. I've been saying for years. They, they, they don't say it out loud, but that's clearly what the goal is. When they take your four lane down to two lanes that takes you across town and widen the bike lanes that's to make it more difficult to drive so that it takes so long that you think i might as well ride a bike that's the point of that what about <laughs> suburbanites take who... it down to half a lane <laughs> what about suburbanites who need cars to get around reducing car dependency that's a quote from the uh, the report will require densifying low density suburbs how are you going to do that? While allowing more people to live in existing high-density urban places. Translation, force more people to live in shoebox apartments and cities by making suburbs denser and less appealing. Mm-hmm. So that is the goal of that crowd. You know, I read that same article, and it struck me. Uh, it, it, it turned a light bulb on in my head because a lot of the things it deals with, like the incredible, uh, like the number of minerals and rare metals and stuff that are needed for the batteries and the incredible amount of mining that's going to have to be done to get all those electric cars, cars on the, the road. Um, and, and mining is an incredibly energy-intensive industry. 
and also third world labor abusing and the rest of it. And I thought this just doesn't square with so many of the things the environmental left says they really, really want to do. How can they not realize this? Well, well I the, think the real activist class does realize it. Well, they're right, though, about that. It does take way more minerals and all kinds of metals and this and that than, well, than no, we the currently reason produce and will be able to to it. The, the reason they're pretending that they're down with electric cars is they just want to end fossil fuels, period. Right, right. That's a step on the road. They don't actually think we're all going to be riding around in Teslas or big electric uh, pickup trucks. That's interesting. So if you've got the I'm not giving up my gas engine crowd say, pointing out that where's the electricity going to come from and a whole bunch of lefty lefties saying where's the electricity going to come from. I wonder if the electric car thing is ever going to take off the way they've been attending. and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki hey. Haley, and I'm running for president. As a woman? Yes, as a woman, Jack. That's some stirring music, I'll tell you that. I'd though. say, if, if you're looking to be stirred. Woo, good stuff. Okay. So she's uh, in officially. Uh, Tim Scott, who I am a big fan of, will be getting in soonish. She is a senator from South Carolina, where she was uh, the governor. Interestingly enough, the uh, prominent senator Lindsey Graham and the governor of South Carolina have always have already come out in favor of Trump, which seems unnecessarily early. But you have to understand that there are a lot of big Trump fans in uh, in in South Carolina. So. One thing we've learned over many cycles of observing this is you don't really have any idea how people are going to play 
or handle the big spotlight of the national stage until they get in. You just don't know. And some people, uh, you know, emerge and exceed expectations. And some people you had high uh, thought would do great, just flounder quickly. So we'll see. And sometimes it can be a, a couple of fairly minor moments. But if they reinforce a particular uh, thought or feeling or accusation, they can be much more devastating than, you know, than you'd think they'd be if you viewed them uh, in isolation, if you know what I mean. If Nikki Haley comes off as like uh, snobby or not a not a regular gal, uh, like a couple of two, three times, that'll be enough to doom her because she's not exactly a regular gal. She was the, the ambassador to the U.N. So who knows? You know, and I'm not you know, accusing her of anything. You know, what we haven't had is a personal scandal with a female candidate on the big stage. I wonder if that I don't know if they exist that. anymore, unless you're a Chinese agent. I don't, I'm not sure that even matters anymore. Some sort of sex scandal with a female candidate. You don't think that would be a that would leave a mark? Not after Trump, no, no. I mean, unless it was like really, really interesting. Yeah, see, I think here's, and I'm, I'm, I'm just coming up with this on the fly. I didn't think about this ahead of time, but I th- here's, a, here's where I do think a female candidate would be treated differently in an unfair way. I think a, a, Trump moved the line on what was okay for men from man it you know wasn't that many years ago you couldn't be divorced and you were running for president and then it certainly was you know if you'd have had a, an affair or something like that get out of the race i mean it's over yeah um and uh and so trump moved the bar on that but i'll bet it hasn't moved for a woman candidate i'll bet it hasn't which is unfair it shouldn't be treated differently but i'll bet it would be i think it it maybe i don't think you can talk human beings into not treating it differently uh, we're getting back to a topic that's come up a handful of times uh, today, raising girls versus raising boys or, or men versus women, you know, on the halftime stage, whatever. Um, there's a difference between an innie and an outie. There just yeah. is. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm certainly not trying to suggest I think Nikki Haley's got a story like that in her background, but there no, will be no. one with a major female candidate at some point, And that'll be a new thing. That'll be a new thing for the country. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Tim Scott, really compelling guy. Also from that, we covered that. All right, all right, that's enough of that. There'll that's be plenty, plenty of time to talk about this oh, stuff. Good lord! Yes, yes, yes. A couple of China-related stories, uh, both laser-related, as China is clearly implementing their whole of society effort to gain global dominance, and that includes the world of science. Uh, two different stories. Jack, you mentioned this briefly yesterday. The first one, the Philippines Coast Guard is accusing China of blinding one of their crews with military-grade uh, lasers. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, sorry. that went. They temporarily blinded them. In a statement released by the Philippine Coast Guard, the Chinese vessel, quote, illuminated the green laser lights twice and also made dangerous maneuvers to block a Philippine fleet from delivering supplies to another ship grounded on a shoal. Uh, the Chinese foreign minister said the ship had trespassed and that without mentioning the laser, the Chinese Coast Guard responded, quote, professionally and with restraint. China and the Philippines is a flashpoint. Well, one of the, one of the things that confuses me about this, the laser attack or whatever you want to call it, the sending the balloons in, whatever, I would think they would want to be um, not provoking us as they try to get their ducks in a row to invade China or 
or however they're going to uh, Taiwan rather, uh, however they're going to handle that situation. Because I, don't you feel like what they're doing, they, they start shining lasers in our Navy's eyes or sending balloons over our country. Well, the poll numbers show we're, we're recognizing them more as an enemy. We're becoming more belligerent toward them. What, what's mm-hmm. their game there? It just seems like poking a bear before you're about to fight the bear. I'd rather fight the bear when he was, you know, slumbering rather than when he's, you know, on his in back, his, legs ready to fight. In his pre-poked state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things. Number one, uh, Taiwan's important to them, but I'm not sure they're fixated on it like like the West is. Um, and, and their entire strategy in every sphere is to push, push, push and see how far they can go. I just think that's it. They are now on the offensive, on the march. The period of laying in the weeds and pretending you're not an adversary are just over. And so now we're seeing the new uh, color, if you will, of China. Whether it's smart or strategic or not, you, you ask a really good question. But there's one more laser story. Um, a wall of green lasers blanketed the sky in Hawaii. Uh, last month, a camera from a telescope on Mauna Kea, uh, Hawaii's tallest mountain, captured something eerie, a wall of green lasers visibly shooting across the sky. Now, originally, the National Astronomic Observatory of Japan, um, that also caught the, the lasers, um, thought that it was uh, that they'd come from NASA's ICESat-2 satellite, which maps and measures Earth's surface in three-dimensional detail to keep track of its sea, ice, and forests. Uh, but then uh, they updated their description and said, NASA confirmed that its satellite was not the source of the green lasers over Hawaii. Rather, it was most likely a Chinese satellite. So the Chinese are apparently using a satellite for scientific, maybe, or military research and blanketing the skies with with, uh, lasers, rather, to measure, test something or other. Right. Again, I'm just kind of surprised that they're provoking the bear, but uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, spicy times. Um, coming up a little bit later, I want to talk about what the heck, why, why don't young people drive and the reason that the Washington Post, or researchers, there's an article in the Washington Post, the reason researchers say young people are not driving the way we used to. It used to be when we were younger, you turned 16, one of the first things you wanted to do is get your driver's license. You would within a week. Now, very small numbers of Generation Z do that. And what is that all about? We will talk about that later. Excellent. Yeah, all sorts of good stuff to talk about, including the trustees of the University of North Carolina are trying to start a new college within the university, and the college would be dedicated to free speech and the free exchange of ideas. And a lot of people are like, wow, so they've kind of admitted they need to carve out a new thing that has that. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, a record 19 million Americans were expected to miss work. Yep, we all woke up this morning and chugged Gatorade as if we actually played in the game. <laughs> That's right, Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl on an injured ankle, but fans can't show up to work because they drank too much White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not professional athletes. Can't be held to that standard. Well, certainly not. I, I've drank like it's my job in the past, but uh, not a professional per se. Seriously, what did they pump into his foot that allowed him to feel no pain? We all need access to that particular drug. Of course, you can't have it, like, totally numb or he'd be stumbling around the field, right? Like his leg fell asleep? You would think. They got some sort of crazy painkiller going that they give players when they get hurt so that they can... And that's why they all limp around the rest of their lives once they retire. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure they probably just grabbed a syringe or whatever they give to the racehorses uh, down right. the road at the track there. Yeah. And whatever it takes. Hey, just win, baby. That's what I say. Uh, so a couple of stories to touch on uh, fairly quickly here. It's interesting. We've received a number of emails saying, why aren't you guys talking about the train derailment and the chemical spills in Ohio? Um, I guess I, I just haven't had that much to say about it. it is a, it's a scary thing indeed. Uh, train carrying all sorts of uh, chemicals that got derailed somehow and is uh, burning and it's full of uh, vinyl chloride, a toxic flammable gas being of most concern to investigators. Uh, so they're trying to have a controlled burn of the thing so it doesn't go kerblooey. Partly because, and Jack, you may have to take over here because you took chemistry and excelled at it, whereas I, dummy Joe Getty, avoided it uh, as uh, much as I could. Um, but as this stuff burns, it releases all sorts of scarier chemicals, including right. phosgene gas, oh, which no. was uh, used in World War One as a weapon. Yipes, that's not good. So, but uh, I, we've uh, received, like you said, texts and emails wondering why we haven't been talking about this. Are people concerned that this is uh, like being covered up or something we're all going to be facing soon? Or I don't know. Or it was staged to cover up the uh, Obama's invasion of Pennsylvania or something. One of those, you know, nutty conspiracy theories. I actually don't know <laughs> if that sort of thing exists. I've missed it. Mm. Um, but uh, I certainly hope they deal with the chemicals and are being honest with all the folks in the area. They've they've cleared a huge evacuation zone 
um, to get the people out of the way. But uh, I hope um, I hope everybody's all right. So we'll if keep we're missing it. something, please be explicit. Email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. On a lighter note, and something we can all enjoy, Don Lemon is setting ratings records in the morning on CNN, the morning show. Record lows. Oh, boy. The lowest ratings they've had since 2013 when their new day was launched. Nobody likes Don Lemon. That's That's interesting. I liked the show before him. I was watching that on a regular basis, and they... They chucked it. Which show was that? Was that the Chris Cuomo show? Or that was MSNBC, wasn't it? No, no, no. The morning show on CNN. CNN. It was just a kind of a headline thing. Oh, I see. Before him, prior to him. I thought you meant before his evening show. Okay. No, there was a woman and a dude, and they just kind of did the news of the day, and I thought it was pretty good, but... Yeah. uh, So I I like this analysis uh, from OutKick. I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, viewers desire to wake up to hosts whom they enjoy. Rage, baseless indignation, and hyena-looking smiles have never rated well during the morning hours. <laughs> That's some solid smiles. analysis right there. <laughs> Your smiles Plus, are all too... sorts of stories. That yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of something. I can't put my uh, my finger on. Uh, and, and there are all sorts of stories about him berating staffers behind the scenes, and God knows right. if that's true. We berate the staffers behind the scenes. We be we berate staffers in front of the scenes. <laughs> I kid. We all get along great. And then finally, uh, one of our beloved listeners thought our take on Rihanna's uh, halftime show was was borderline sexist. Gotcha. And uh, and I disagree. That was not borderline sexist. This is, however, this is from the Babylon B. The Super Bowl flyover team featuring exclusively female pilots has informed this is as uh, this was out during the game has informed NFL officials that they are running a little behind. We'll be right there. Sorry, radioed pilot Amy Donaldson to an ANSI crew at the stadium. Just make yourselves comfortable. While television producers expressed dismay at the delay, the pilots promised they were getting ready as fast as possible. The line for the bathroom is going as fast as it can, assured the lead pilot, Emily Rawls. Believe me, we will step on the gas and show everyone some woman power just as soon as we can. Until then, wait, hold on now. Did we all just show up in the same flight outfit? Oh, wow. At publishing time, oh, wait. At publishing time, the team pushed back their arrival another 10 minutes after one of the pilots burned out her landing gear, taxiing with the parking brake on. (laughs) See, now that, that is, well, I read that to you purely to show you an example of sexist humor (laughs) that is not appropriate. No. And should be eliminated. Exactly. That is why you read it. Yeah. It's regrettable that it ever appeared on the internet. And I just wanted to make that point. That's a heck of a statement about anything. It's regrettable that it appeared on the internet because it sullied the internet's reputation. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> wow, yeah, well said. And then this, I found this so interesting from the Seattle Times. Another jarring transition. Some cities confronted head-on. Downtown is not coming back, and they name-check the obvious blue West Coast cities again in the liberal Seattle Times. Seattle. Portland and San Francisco in particular, the absolute desertion of their downtowns by uh, both retail businesses and industries, a lot of it because of crime and inequity. Bums. And junk inequity, <laughs> housing no, inequity. Not, not, no, not really. No, uh, crimes and bums and junkies and poop on the street and all sorts of stuff. Um, and because uh, I am a fair-minded man, 
the nature of tech employment has changed drastically over the last five years, particularly with the remote work, which still hasn't shaken out all the way. Uh, but they're saying, yeah, it's just it's not going to be packed with businesses and Microsofts and Googles and the rest of it. Uh, I know. Let's make it an arts district. We've just got to go through this revolutionary change, according to a Columbia University professor of finance who was sounding the alarm during a recent forum on the future of downtowns. Well, I think it was the New York Times podcast that called San Francisco the emptiest downtown in America. And uh, they did not even touch on the stuff you mentioned. It was all about uh, rent being too high and uh, gentrification and stuff like that. And not the fact that there's not a bathroom in town anymore because there are so many street people around and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just shows their point of view. Uh, Again, I'm willing to concede that the change in technology, uh, the technology industry is a big factor. Like uh, last month, Microsoft took a $1.2 billion charge on its balance sheet. That means essentially they said, hey, we lost $1.2 billion in part for the cost of getting out of its office leases. Google took a $500 million office lease hit. This is what it cost us to get out of our leases. And uh, back to your point about San Francisco. Uh, last month, a study called The Death of Downtown, question mark, ranked the recovery of the 31 largest city centers from the pandemic. In last place is San Francisco, ranked as recouping only 31% of its downtown economy. It's gotten less than a third of it back. Well, I mentioned a month or so ago that I was in downtown San Francisco later than I usually ever am because of our work schedule and uh, in the afternoon when it just used to be, you know, wall-to-wall people walking down the street from a coffee shop to work. And it was it was like it was, I don't know, I was going to say a Sunday at 2 in the afternoon, but Sundays at 2 in the afternoon used to be busier than that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just nobody around. It's wild. So uh, San Francisco dead last in America, recovering its downtown economy at 31%. Second to last is Portland at 37%. Seattle is fifth to last at 44th recovered. And, and, hey, costs factor into occupancy. Of course they do. It's part of the equation. But for that article to uh, ignore the reality that CEO after CEO after CEO unleashes these scathing letters explaining why they and their workforces are leaving San Francisco, leaving Portland, leaving Seattle over and over again, and they choose to ignore that. That's just... I don't know. You're activist type. I guess I'm not enough of an activist. I don't feel like I'm helping my case by overlooking the completely obvious. Because if anybody looks behind the curtain, my credibility will be gone. Well, all the CVSs are closed because they uh, everything gets stolen. And they shut down so many of the Starbucks because they can't keep their workers safe. Yeah, those are the reasons. Open-air drug markets selling fentanyl by Salvadoran uh, drug gangs. That's not a factor. It's the high rents. Yeah, okay. All right, believe what you want to believe. We have such a mental health problem going on in this country. I mean, it's just all levels, all kinds of people, you know, age, income, race, everything, and got a great example of it for you to kick off hour three of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you ever miss an hour, you can get the podcast. You just look for wherever you get your podcast. You look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Yeah, the mental health stuff is astounding. You really need to hear it. Yeah. Um, yep, so stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.